0: Dream your dream. That is the message that we're going to hear today from my guest, Cheldon Bartlett Rumor. As CEO of IG Creative and the executive producer and host of This Is It TV, Cheldon has spent close to two decades creating, managing, and executing strategic grassroots marketing campaigns for clients within an array of various lifestyle industries. Sheldon continues her commitment to communication and marketing education by telling and sharing entrepreneurial stories through her daily digital program, This Is It, with Sheldon. Through this online program, small business owners have the opportunity to find their marketing voice while promoting their products and services. I am so excited to have Sheldon here today and share her energy with you. She also, like me, is a personal branding expert, and I think you're going to learn so much and be completely energized about your business and personal brand after the conversation. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a personal branding expert and photographer. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about personal branding, personal development, and life overall in the second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build a business from the ground up when I was terrified to put myself out into the world. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact, and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive in to a new episode. Good morning, Sheldon, and welcome to the Second Phase podcast.
1: Hello, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm very, very good. I'm very, very good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, thanks for being here. You know, when I was on your show, I I guess it was a couple months ago. If you Great. by the time this airs it will have been a few months ago yeah, and We totally bonded over personal branding. and Uh (laughs) You are my people. You are my people. And I just loved that because a lot of people don't know what personal branding is. And I would love for you to just first tell us a little bit about you and then we'll dive into all the nitty gritty of what you're doing now and personal branding. But I would love for you to tell everybody what was your first phase and where did you get your start?
1: So I, uh, and and you and I have been kind of rekindling since the last time we, we spoke and, and it's, it's been so fun. I'm so excited. You are definitely my people and we are cut from the same cloth for sure. For sure. And originally in my career, I wanted to be on, I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to have, you know, a platform where my, where I was seen and heard, and I didn't really know it to be that deep at the time. Right. It wasn't like, I need to be seen, I need to be heard. But I knew that there was the power of communication and the power of moving people through words. And if they can see you, I'm a very visual learner. And so everything that I saw or watched, right? I had a hard time getting through books, but when it became a film, I was like, I'm in. Like, that was definitely my space. And I knew that there was room for that. But... As I graduated college, I went to LaSalle University here in the Philadelphia area. And then as I moved forward, there wasn't so many media opportunities or television opportunities that were just falling in in my way. And so I had taken a marketing elective that was advised by my advisor at the time. And at that point, I was like, oh, this is how people make money. This is how all of the things happen. This is how the advertising came to be and the marketing came to be. And I really fell in love with that portion of it as well. So... Upon graduation, I did a lot of marketing, a lot of sales, a lot of the stuff that isn't so pretty and not so sexy as it relates to getting things done, a lot of the schlepping. But I've always really been an entrepreneur. In the beginning of my journey, I had launched a, oh, this is so crazy. And even to think about it, I launched a pocket-sized magazine when I was 22 years old called Our Magazine. It failed horribly it was like the worst I mean I when you talk about a young person really not knowing anything and not it, I could not be managed meanwhile like you couldn't have told me that I didn't know anything like I was I was very I thought that I had all the answers and you know like a lot of young people do and it just ended up being a disaster I ended up moving home I grew up um though I was born in Sierra Leone West Africa Um, and then we immigrated to the United States, we grew up in Southern New Jersey, right? So um, I grew up in Galloway Township, New Jersey, and which is not far from Atlantic City. And at that point, I was broken and and had to move home um, to my West African parents who were not very happy with the fact that I had created and went out on a limb and created this magazine that was, you know, not fruitful. Um, but my mother had said to me in the, the week three of schlepping, and you know now I was working for a gym chain and I was trying to figure it out. Um, she said that they're building this building. I heard about this building. They're building this building. You have to go check it out. I think it's something that would make sense for you. And that building was Borgata Hotel Casino Spa. And so I worked really, really hard. And it's a part of my branding, personal branding story. I befriended the executives from Borgata who went to the gym in which I worked um, to get me all of the necessary information that I needed in order to lobby for that position. I lobbied aggressively um, as an untrained, unqualified um, young person, and I was hired um, as as Borgata's inaugural team. So out of 5,000 initial employees, I was employee number 269. So that's wow. how it really started for me, understanding that if you want something, you have to ask for it, even if you're not fully prepared um, for that thing. And I, at that point, I fell in love with hospitality. Um, when I felt I outgrew Borgata, um, it was about two and a half years into it, and I was really itching to get back to Philadelphia. Um, and there was a restaurant group that needed some assistance. And so I went from multi-million dollar marketing budgets to beer and chicken wing marketing budgets. And I opened <laughs> right, literally I opened this series of Irish pubs, which was an a, which was a real eye-opening experience experience you know as well where Borgata was definitely experience driven the same thing had to apply with a different budget within a chain of Irish pubs right. um, and that was really great um, for me and then after knowing that I didn't really want to live the nightlife for the rest of my life um, I wanted to, to, to really start venturing into consulting and so I started IG Creative in which I helped small business owners, primarily women, in finding their marketing voice, I like to say. So we were doing social media, graphic design, web design, public relations, um, event planning. And then, you know, all of that has kind of led me to the this is it scenario. So it's been a lot of ups, downs, valleys, hills. Um, but uh, but it's been a wonderful journey that has led me to this is it TV. So, yeah.
0: So I I just have to ask you, what yeah. did you learn from the failure of the magazine, like oh complete God. bombing of the so magazine. Sad. What did so you learn sad. from that, that you took forward with you for the rest of your career? Because uh, you're soaring now. Like oh, you would th- never well, guess that that goodness. had happened. <laughs> thank you very much. And I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, it
1: was such a, it was such a humbling scenario, and I have these humbling moments even to this day, right, where you think you're going into an opportunity, you think you have all the answers, and it was naivete at the time, but I thought I had all the answers. I, you know, one of the things that I I stress to young people, I'm an adjunct professor at Temple University as well, and I teach personal branding within that space, and a lot of young kids want to skip. Right. You want to fast forward the education. And for me, as a marketer in public relations, you can get an MBA, but, you know, you can get continued studies, but there really is nothing like working in the space there's yeah. no experience like the experience and i think that even though you're young aggressive intelligent wonderful within that space even though you are you, you're you so seasoned in so many ways um you can't skip the experience of it you just can't and i think that i wanted to fast forward that piece of it and there was there there was there's there's things you there's so much beauty in what you don't know there's so much so many lessons within that, if you're patient patient enough to live through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I would have said to a younger Sheldon, shut up and listen, pay attention, um, learn from what you like and what you don't like. You know, I mean, I, felt, I spent a lot of time being disgruntled as a young person. Like, I don't like that. Like, I would do it this way. Or this is how I would, you know, all that angst, as opposed to, I would do it this way. You know what I mean? It's a different feeling, like, as opposed to, okay, I'm going to pay attention. All right, I'm going to see how they run a meeting. I'm going to see if the executives that I aspire to be take lunch. I'm going to see if, you know, how they draft an email, as opposed to just being dissatisfied with where I was, you know? So just being a little bit, a lot more patient in the process and learning the industry of my choice. Like there was physically no time for a 23 year old person to know the ins and outs of the publishing industry before starting a magazine. The idea was amazing. But my, the resource that I had, like the, the, the actual learning curve that I had was too large and I didn't know enough to be successful in the space. So I didn't even know what to look for or what I was supposed to be doing or what I was doing wrong because I didn't dedicate enough time to learning. So, and
0: yeah. that, you know, you were young and you're, you're a, kind of applying all of these things to young people, but yeah. for anyone who's looking to take it, make a shift from say corporate to yeah. becoming an entrepreneur these are all things that you know. You can start and you can have that career, the nine to five, and start working on a five to nine, doing all of those things you just said so that you can then easily transition into that second phase whenever you've built yourself and, and built the experience and the knowledge. Learning, Absolutely. constant learning to, to then launch yourself into something new. Absolutely. And
1: to this day, it's constant learning, right? I mean, yeah. When when I wanted to be on MTV at LaSalle University, <laughs> MTV was MTV. Yeah. You're right. And so you know, now I'm in the digital space with this is it TV. It's a different medium, it's a different conversation. You know, it's all recording and storytelling, but in a, such a different way. And if I wasn't willing to learn. If I wasn't willing to participate in the conversations that I would like to be in and thrive in, then I would be doing myself a disservice. So I'm constantly reminded of the things, you know, of, of being patient and understand and, and the knowledge that comes from really living in the industry of your choice.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And there yeah. there's never an end to the ability to no. learn. Like it's there's, just constant. There's always something new. There's always a new person that has a new perspective. Always. Those things oh. are are priceless. They're so valuable. Yeah.
1: And I don't think people really understand or or measure it, you know? And I think, you know, I think that that's a, I think that that's a piece that I would love to share. And I continue to share with people is that's the experience that the stuff. And a lot of it, again, just to go back to reiterate, it's the stuff that you don't like that teach you what you do like and what you're going to be good at. And I think that people don't really understand, they don't want to live through that discomfort, um, but on the other side of that discomfort is 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 exactly where you need to be, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree. So speaking of discomfort, yeah. what really launched you into your new, yeah. I would say new brand of yeah. Scream Your Dream, yeah. which I love that phrase, was Thank someone you. who was very discomfort or very yeah. uncomfortable Sure. being able to use her voice. She couldn't speak what she, she was very talented, but she couldn't speak Yeah, what she was doing and why she was the expert and all of her skills. And so you took that experience of working with that client and transitioned it to your new, your new brand, basically. Yeah, No, absolutely. It
1: was, it was very much an ongoing need, right? It was, it was something that I saw quite often and again working as a small agency and you're working and you've seen it right you are in the you're again you're my kindred spirit we work with these you know the folks within the personal branding space they have a ama- they are so talented they are so proficient within their industry they their products are amazing their services you can't even compare but the fact that they cannot convey what it is that they are offering, the fact that they cannot, needless to say, not even convey it, cannot convey it with confidence um, and repetitively, in a repetitive nature, puts them at a disservice. And so even if you get them, and at the time we were doing traditional branding and traditional media, get them big media outlets, right? You're putting them on the Today Show, they're on Fox Good Day, they're doing all of these things. If once given that platform, you can't share the features and benefits that will get you closer to what you want. What is all of it for, right? What is all of it for? And I would sit with these, you know, countless people, primarily again, women would sit with me and we would talk about it. And I'd, in the, you know, in the discovery phase of working together, we would talk about how long they've been doing it and what they've sacrificed to do it. And the stories, were immense. I mean, remortgaging their homes, not going to birthday parties, spending their last dollar on beads for, to make the perfect bracelet or ingredients for the perfect cupcake. But when you ask them what it is that they want or what it is that they did for a living, you know, they weren't able to string the sentences together to convey it. And the people in their lives didn't know it. Like the, the, the closest people had no idea what they were up to, what what they were sacrificing and why. And so for me, you know, I just, at that moment, it was one client in particular, I, because of my love of TV and my love of telling stories, I always had a camera in hand and I had pulled it out of my desk. And I said, you know, before we put you on this national platform, we're going to practice, we're going to practice this afternoon. And I set up that camera and I just started asking her questions. And I have a certain personality um, that affords people the ability to feel comfortable you know it's it's, it's, it's amongst my superpowers and i said you know at that (laughs) point um somebody who was very very timid and very very scared became very very comfortable and 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 started to find her voice and started to realize and recognize why she was doing what she was doing and was comfortable in sharing that and i said at that moment I would love to do this for as long as I possibly can, as often as I possibly can. And I would like to be able to make sure that people no longer whisper their wishes, but in fact scream their dream. And so that's where This Is It TV came from. You know, how often can I do this? How can I keep doing this? How can I keep finding people who have whispers and give them a platform to scream? And the digital content came from that. So a talk show, and then now we produce additional talk shows for other talented women, so it's fun.
0: Yeah. It's fabulous. And I think the one thing that you were saying, you know, they, they ha- and when you did the exercise of videoing yeah. her to give her the practice and you know, well, the old adage practice yeah. makes perfect. I don't think it ever makes perfect, but it certainly builds your confidence. And for sure, for so sure. to be able to build other people's confidence is a huge yeah. gift. And it's, yeah. a, it's a big blessing that you're able to put that into other people's lives. Yeah. And I
1: appreciate that. And I think that, you know, um, you know, all of the major leaders, and Oprah says this all the time, and, you know, there's nothing more important than being seen and being heard. And, and, and I believe that. And I live that truthfully, because I think that people operate differently when they know that they're being heard, that they mm-hmm. know that people have genuine interests. And I have to tell you, you know, as you can imagine, there's a, countless media outlets, that give you the opportunity to share your who you are what you want and why you deserve it right which is you know what i consider the things that make up personal branding they give you those opportunities but then when 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 you're engaging with them they're not interested in what you're saying and they make you feel like they're not interested in what you're saying and they're they're so anxious for you to stop talking or to move on to the next thing that you feel unheard or unseen and that doesn't help you in conveying your message. So I knew that if I made people feel heard, and I made people feel seen, that they would feel more comfortable sharing authentically their stories, and that it would be mutually beneficial. And so I attempt to do that each and every time.
0: This episode is sponsored by Primally Pure. Primally Pure products are formulated using real ingredients derived from nature for maximum purity and potency. Bethany and her team consult with leading experts in the beauty and wellness industries to create truly safe skincare products that offer real, recognizable results. Primarily Pure products are made with certified organic ingredients that are sourced with the utmost attention and care from family-owned farms whenever possible. I think the only products I haven't used are the baby products. The skincare and deodorant lines are amazing. And the best part? They are organic and I know I am not putting anything toxic on my skin. Primally Pure exists to get natural skincare products into the hands of people all over the world. And even more importantly, to equip people with the knowledge they need to improve their skin and live healthier, more fulfilled lives. To learn more about Primally Pure products, visit www.RobinGrahamPhotography.com forward slash resources and scroll down to the affiliate links. So you you say the word story a lot. Yes. And I love that because I tell visual stories. Yes. And so, but telling that story is such a huge part of personal branding. Can you elaborate on it a little bit? Like how you encourage yeah. people to share their story, to, to be their personal brand. Like what, yeah. just talk a little bit about like how you approach it with your clients.
1: Of course. And I think that, you know, I've, after over time I've evolved it, I've, I've evolved it and conde- at the same time condensed it down to three key phrases, knowing who you are um, and just really being okay with saying what you know and what you don't know. Right. I am by nature an extrovert and I can, if you haven't, Noticed and I can <laughs> tell, right? The only I, way we're different, right? The only oh, right? I right. am just by nature like I'll talk to a stranger, that's my space. But I know that I am awful at math and accounting, right? I am not pretending to be good at math and accounting. I am not pretending to be as a business owner, I have to have a level of competency, but I also know that I am not. That is not my space. So I am not going to dance and thrive in that space. I think so often, as entrepreneurs in particular, people want to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. And, and and in lieu of that, or in turn, they're not good at anything, right? So I need you to know who you are. Know what you're good at and know what you're not good at and dismiss what you're not good at and play into who you in fact you are. The other piece is knowing what you want. And I think that that's hard for people because they feel like maybe they can't achieve it. Maybe other people will judge them based on what it is that they're saying. They don't, they're do not they not really quite sure, but you can't create a campaign of any kind if you don't know what the result, the ideal result of that campaign is to be. So do you want to make more money? Most people are like, yes. Do you want to sell more bracelets, sell more cookies, drive more traffic to your store, build more social media following? That needs to be identified. So identifying who you are Identifying what you want specifically. Um, so you can you know use who you are in order to get that. And then, oh, so most importantly, is identifying why you deserve it. Now, so many people are caught in, and again, I, I deal a lot with women in particular, who have a hard time as to what they call bragging, right? So I don't want to seem conceited. I don't want to brag and they start the conversation with like, I don't want to brag, but right. And so what I don't think a lot of people understand is that no one else is bragging for you. No one else is bragging for you. And no one else is taking the time to promote you in the way in which you could possibly be able to promote yourself. So if you have an opportunity to brag, this is your, I want us to, I'm the 2020 for me is, you know, and I'm actually doing a series of different You know, um, graphics for it is about bragging boldly. And I love that. that right? It's, yeah. you know, it's not enough to, you know, even just scream your dream. It's about being intentional with what you're screaming. And it's about bragging in a way that will get you closer to what you want and support mm-hmm. who you are. So for me, storytelling is who you are, what you want, and why you deserve it. And those strung together, some people call it an elevator pitch, some people call it your 30-second um, spiel. For me, if you carry those things around with you, You know, I, you know, I'm Sheldon Barlett Rumor. I'm the executive producer and host of the This Is It Network. I'd love for you to be on my show. We've been doing this for the past five years. Who I am, what I want, why I deserve it, right? It's just those kinds of things that become a conversation versus a PowerPoint presentation, right? And the conversation is the story. And if you can't turn what you want and all of them you're marketing into a story, then you're at a disadvantage. Cause my definition of personal branding is what people say and think about you in your absence. Mm-hmm. That is your, that is my definition. Yes. Yeah of it so and stories are told in your absence oh my goodness I met Sheldon and she did this and oh my gosh I was on her show and she made me feel this way those are what propels me forward not necessarily you know I'm not as of yet I'm not on a billboard I'm not wrapping buses with my face on so it's only, <laughs> right it's not there. I'm not there yet um you will be. <laughs> oh, I will be. I mean, right? It's a process. It's a process. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's about, you know, it's it's about the stories that are told in my absence. And so if people know who I am, if people are clear on what I want, and if they know and can ju- they can see why I deserve it, then they'll have more conversations about me and they'll tell more stories in my favor. And that's what
0: it's Yeah. Right. And yeah. I think one of the biggest compliments is when people say, Oh my gosh, I hear your name everywhere. Or, oh my gosh, you're doing so much. You're doing so and, much. I see but, you all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge compliment. Yeah. Whether, whether you have huge. tons of success in the background yeah. or you have heartaches every day in the background, nobody yeah. needs to know that. But if you have told your story and you've yeah. made it clear yeah. that you are working and yeah. you are an expert in XYZ area. then you're doing your job, but you, that has to come from you because if you don't do it, nobody's going to do it for you.
1: Nobody's going to do it. And then what, what service does it provide this hidden secret that you have? Right.
0: I love that. Right. Because, yeah. You're doing the world a disservice if you're not sharing how you can help them, how you can serve them, and the problem you solve for them. Right. Right. 100%. And I think that, again, that's discovery. That's the fun part for me. Like, why
1: are you doing this in the first place? What void are you filling? And then how dare you keep your solvent to that void a secret?
0: Yeah. Right. If it's almost like keep... you have to get over that fear of putting yeah. yourself out there so that you're not hurting the rest of the world.
1: Right. And I think that the issue is, is that a lot of people think that they're serving the rest of the world when you're just serving your community and your tribe. Like not everybody. I think that that was a hard thing for me um, personally, just to kind of go in the evolution of of, of what it is. Because I wanted everybody to like me. Yeah. Right. I wanted everybody to like me and everybody to get me and everybody to understand and everybody to want to work for me forever and everybody to want to work with me forever when I'm not for everyone. No. Oprah is not for everyone. Not everybody I loves her, right? And so, but she she services and caters to and takes care of her community. So are you taking care of your community based on who you are, what you want, and why you deserve it? Stop trying to be everything to everyone and get 90 million followers when you don't need 90 million followers. I was talking to um, a group of realtors and, you know, they were like, oh, you know, I want more followers. I want more followers. I want more. I'm like, do you need? If you sold two houses this week, would you be a static? If you sold two houses every week, you'd be a static based on the price point of the homes in which you're selling. Why do you need three million people to sell two homes a week? You only need X amount of people to do that. So I think people are caught up in the metrics being their value as opposed to the quality being their value. And right. I think once you change that mindset that your personal brand is for a specific community and you're really just feeding that community with what they already want. It takes a lot of the pressure
0: off. Oh, it absolutely does because we can't be everything to everyone. And in fact, if we're talking to everyone, we're really speaking to no one because then our ideal clients have no idea that we're talking to them. Right. No idea. And it's getting lost. And
1: and we're not saying things of value because we're not being specific, right? We're being vague because we're trying to service all of these people. So in essence, we service no one because we're not giving enough value right? To differentiate ourselves. And I don't think that people, you know, they want so much, but they realize that only a fragment of those people will actually serve you and be part of your community and pay you and and create transactions for you. So let's focus on those people um, moving forward and have them tell your story in your absence.
0: Yeah. And instead of diluting your message, build it up And boldly, boldly brag about the great things you can do for those people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then let them do the work. And then let them do the work. You'll see. Let them do the work. You know, so often you see a best friend and she's wearing a pair of pants or she just, you know, you know, she just ate somewhere and you're like, oh my goodness, where is that restaurant? Or where did you get those pants? Like that is how stories are told and that's how businesses are built. You know, the person who's creating the pants and the person who's, you know, operating that restaurant, those conversations are happening in their absence based on, you know, their tribe of people you know, sharing that content. And I think that that's just, I mean, for me, I'm fascinated by it. I love it. It takes me back to, you know, when I created the magazine in the first place um, and telling those stories and and being able to tell the story of, you know, Bregada and then tell the story of Irish pubs, two different brands. But the philosophies are the same. Like, where is your tribe? And what are people saying about your tribe? What are people saying in your tribe or in your community in your absence? And, and it's just been, it's been an amazing ride to see it all kind of come together in that way.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's very rich. It's, it's, yeah. um, I guess, bold is yeah. a great word yeah. that you're able to serve other people in this yeah. way and bring that out for them based on yeah. your experiences.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It value. Yeah. it's so, And it's great. And I, I, and I have to be honest with, you know, your listeners in the fact that this was, a, it, this is an evolution of things. This isn't like, you know, Oh, I get it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? It's, it's an evolution of things. and it's But it's also required me to pay attention to my failures, to pay attention to what I did right, to pay attention to what I did wrong, to be very apologetic about the mistakes that I've made. You know what I mean? Like, it took a lot of failing at math, continuously, <laughs> right? To, yeah, To realize no. that that was not my trait. It took a lot, because I fought it. Like, I got this, I got this, I got this. No, I don't. I do not have it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, until, and, and, and some points I would be like, okay, I'm good up until a point and, and still trying to hang on to the notion that I can do everything. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proudly and, and unapologetically 42. And I'm in a space where I'm at this particular point where no, I, I'm going to give that to the accountant that loves numbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give my voice to myself who loves to speak. Right. Yeah. I'm going to do that as opposed to stealing the accounting from the accountant. I'm going to empower them to do what they love so I can do more of what I love. That's well, how I, think
0: I do. It's a beautiful thing to build a team around yourself because yeah. at, at the end of the day, being an entrepreneur is one of the hardest things I think you can do because you're, you know, you're, you're working to build something. And yeah. Yeah. if you're not an expert, you're oh. taking in something and you're stressing, you're up, stressing you out. It's taking time away from what you love to do put that on somebody else because somebody else needs the work anyway.
1: Yes. Put it on, give it, release it. Like, right. Like release that to someone else. And I don't think that we see it that way. Right. We see it as a, because entrepreneurs are built a certain type of way. Like we have, you know, we have a lot of ego that goes along with what it is that we're doing. So us giving it away means relinquishing some sense of control. Yes. And Relinquishing some sense of control sometimes equates to weakness. And so we don't want to be seen as weak or seen as not capable Um, because I can't do this. Maybe I can't do everything. And it becomes a spiraling scenario, again, in reflection and paying attention to who I am and what I enjoy. Yes. I'm willing to release, you know, and relinquish the accounting to someone else. You're welcome. Yeah.
0: And then you have more positive energy to put for the things that you right. love to build sure. out something that provides more value.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And it, but it was, it was a hard road. It was a hard road of admitting to myself that I wasn't as proficient in something. Um, and it was, it, was, it was a difficult you know scenario. But once I did, the amount of energy, positive energy in my space changed tremendously. The way I looked at my business, the way I looked at each task changed right because i wasn't dreading i wasn't avoiding i wasn't procrastinating i was jumping in i was diving into the things that i was really good at um by recognizing them and accepting them as those things and then i was being advised in areas that i wasn't and then empowering other people in that regard as well so that was just it was it was an eye opening it was an eye opening scenario that has d- done me so much service
0: yeah it's awesome yeah, yeah. so sheldon do you yeah. have a book that you would recommend
1: Oh. To people
0: who are, and it can be anything, it could be you know, a novel, yeah. something fun that you like to read, but what, or it could be something business related or yeah, personal no. development related, related.
1: I think, I think it's just simply called Tribe by Seth, um, uh, Coden. Oh, um, man. yes, he's really great. So, I just got done that. I think, I mean, it's been out for years, but I just got done that, um, which I think is really, really great. Um, again. I think that we get distracted by not understanding the importance of our community and not really honing into that. And I think that even as quickly as, you know, this last year has been a huge builder for us. Like we've gone from, you know, just chugging along to, you know, going from one show to 16 and it was just absolutely insane. And And I'm one for, you know, allowing things to happen to us and allowing things to happen to me and my business but you know really spent over the holiday into the first quarter being like what in the what in the heck am i doing like what is this and who's paying attention and how can i better serve them and how can i not only serve them online but offline and so he really speaks in the book about tribes and the importance of moving your tribe and and really honing in on them versus being distracted by everyone else, um, and it really
0: creating quality
1: over quantity, and so that's that's something I just finished, which I enjoy. It's a it's a quick quick read.
0: Yeah, I, I and he's great. He's brilliant, oh. especially in the personal branding so entrepreneurship good. space. Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. So good,
1: so good. He's in our he's in our tribe too. Yes,
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We'll just keep building our little yeah, tribe exactly, out, right?
1: Exactly. I don't know if he knows he's in our tribe, but I hope you know <laughs> we'll let him I know. hope he appreciates it. Right, right.
0: <laughs> he may see be. he may run he the might. other way, right? <laughs> right, he might. He might. He'd be like, ladies,
1: all right, figure it out. No. And do you have a favorite quote? Oh, I do, I do. I, broken crayon still color is my favorite. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah know what I mean? Yeah. I think that yeah. that's just one of my my favorites. And I think that, you know, because it's a falsehood, right? Where in and of itself, because you think you're broken, you think it's not working, you think, but, but all of us as entrepreneurs, like, it's not working until it, until it does. And even though things are not all put together, we still have to keep going. And so that is by far, I think it's anonymous, um, but it, it is, it is, I live by it. And my, you know, there's a lot of people that, talking affirmations and they don't like the word broken and they don't like the word failure and I just kind of embrace all of those I just embrace them all I mean yeah it's broken I mean it's what you can still use it and I, you can it can still color it can still function like it's in pieces but it's still functioning and I think that you know I, I am for being aspirational and I believe me um and one of the the equations that I use um, and what I, I develop is aspiration plus action equals abundance. That's something that I live for and I've, I've developed and it's, it's great to like love everything and, and want I want all of these things, but if there's no action behind it, if there's no actual coloring happening um, you can't get exactly what you want. And so I just think that there's a beauty in moving forward when it's uncomfortable. And moving forward in pieces and I think that there's there's a beauty in that so
0: there is and that's a great message for this yeah. podcast because my goal is to inspire people whether they already have an incredible life and yeah. they are just looking to for something to fulfill them and so that's yes. going to become their second phase or yeah. they've gone through a major life event where they are yes. truly broken or they yeah. have had experiences that nearly yes. broke them They can pick up those pieces and they can keep coloring and they can, they can fabricate something that's going to be amazing. Yes. Yes. And I think that, and I think that
1: so often, especially those that are in, you know, life coaching, they they want you to focus on the positive. I think acknowledging the broken pieces is, is, has helped me like, and I not dwelling, please understand the goal is not to dwell, but I need to, I have made a couple mistakes more than once. Right? Like, especially in that finance space, like, when am I going enough? Like, enough with, you know, trying to do it yourself, enough with trying, you know, you try, it's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, <laughs> expecting a different result. Like, I, this business is in set essence made me insane and in a lot of different ways where I'm kind of just, you know, at a certain point, you're like, okay, it's broken, move forward, leave that piece alone, move forward and building these new pieces. And I think that there's something to acknowledging that this isn't easy, too. You know? Absolutely.
0: And, yeah. You said it perfectly. Accept it. Yeah. You know, react to it, but don't dwell on it.
1: Don't dwell on it. Just keep coloring. And I think that that's, you know, even more so. Every time I, I mention it, I mean, I'm excited just even talking about the book. Because it's just, it's indicative of of, of my life and, and the life of the of countless entrepreneurs who on any given day... Um, you know, have ups and downs to be able to figure it out. I was talking to a counselor, right? Like, you know, we, sometimes the the teachers must become students, right? And so we work with coaches and counselors and people to figure it out. And he was saying, I I don't work with him anymore, but he was saying that over a course of a month, Sheldon, you have ups and downs and ups and downs. And I looked at him straight in the eye and I said, that's before noon. Before noon, <laughs> I have ups and downs over the course of a month. I'm like, are you insane? Like, there's no full day that's full of joy, right? Like, oh, no, that's by breakfast. Right, I mean, seriously. It, right? And in the entrepreneurial space, it's like you get a good email, then you get a bad text. Then you get a good message, and then Instagram goes down. And then you get it. I mean, that's the dance, right? That's the broken crayon still coloring, right? That's the space that's like, okay, like something happened this morning, but I had to go do three interviews. I had to put the smile on. I had to figure it out after
0: three,
1: you know what I'm saying? So that's the broken crayon still coloring. And I think that that's, you know, there's something to that.
0: I think that's a beautiful message to leave the listeners with. I just think that was fabulous. I love it. This is so much fun. Yeah. I'm so thrilled you were able to be here. How can our listeners find you?
1: Okay, please, please. Please. Please, you can head over to thisisittv.com or you can follow, fan, and like us everywhere you see at This Is It TV. My personal handles are at Sheldon Barlat. Um, But again, thisisittv.com has everything including me. And then you can follow the, at This Is it TV for all that you need as it relates to the show, the program, and everything that we do in between.
0: And you have a pretty open docket in terms of people applying to be on your show. Like, yeah, they can I apply do. and... And you're very receptive to bringing in new entrepreneurs. Oh, one hundred percent. and it, and it's
1: completely free to be on the show. We have you know other ways in which we have advertising packages and video production and things in which we charge people for. But again, as per, going back to the way this started in the first place, there's just not enough. There's not enough places where people can scream their dream. There's not enough places that make allow for entrepreneurs to feel comfortable in platforms with low paths of entry that can say, you know, hey, tell me what it is that you're up to. Tell me why it's special. Tell me who you are. Tell me why it's unique, and tell me why you deserve our attention. Um, you know, we we are our market is really focused now. You know, we find that a lot of women enjoy my madness. So it's been a it's been a really nice ride to define you know who we speak to. And for me, it's about sharing inspiring stories with remarkable women. And when I say remarkable women, the definition of remarkable, is noteworthy and worthy of attention. And so there's so many people out there that are worthy of attention. And I don't want a path of entry to be difficult for people to get that attention. So I'm looking for more remarkable women. I'm looking for more inspiring stories. So if there's anybody out there that wants to lend either or or both to us, we'd love to hear from them.
0: So listeners, keep coloring and scream your dream.
1: Oh my God. I love it. It's so wonderful. This I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. This was so much fun. So much fun.
0: Well, thank you for being here. Of course. Of course. And that's a wrap friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. Ratings and reviews are what give life to podcasts and help others find us. And before you go, have we connected on Instagram yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Find me at the Robin Graham. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your stories so that I can find you too. You can also find me on Facebook at Robin Graham Photography and on LinkedIn as Robin Graham. Please spread the word about the Second Phase Podcast. And until next time, remember to smile.